Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. Today, we're talking Klaisha. Duh. I also just want to grapple with this Colton stuff and just do a general check-in. We got some pics of Matt's women. It's great. Let's batch. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, everyone, we're one week out, one week out from the dropping of Glacier season. Enter Claire, stage right. Actually, I have no idea where she'll be coming from. I have so many questions about this season because she'll be at the La Quinta Inn in Palm Springs. I just love a break from the script. It's going to be fantastic. I'm excited. And to discuss that, the excitement levels, what's going on with the Colton Underwood situation in the courts, to talk about the pictures of Matt's women that have been released. I'm joined today by my colleague in Bachelor reporting. I don't really report. I comment, whatever. My my colleague in the Bachelor Nation, <laughs> Amy Kaufman. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Amy. What Welcome. Up, girl? How are you? So fun to see you all the way in New York. Yes. Hello from New York, where I'm just, I'm but a few hours away from Nemecolon, which I actually received a DM today that I just want to read. And I want to thank the woman <gasps> who sent it to me. It's about um, Nemecolon, which is where they are currently filming Matt's season. Matt James 919, of course. I, I just want to note on this podcast, we have Clacia season, Claire and Tasha, and Matt James 919. I think as, as his season approaches, it's important that we remember his roots which is as Tyler's friend from Instagram, Matt James 919. I'm sure he'll come into his so own. overwhelmed by like having to discuss both of these going on kind of simultaneously. It's like, it's overwhelming to me a little bit. I'm grateful for it, Amy. It was a, it was a desert of bachelor news this summer. <laughs> so quarantine has only made you <laughs> ready to take whatever they will throw your way. Honestly, I was like, how can we have a bachelor season when there's so much instability and so much heaviness in the world, you know? 
I still feel that way a little bit, but as it approaches, I'm honestly grateful. Like distractions and frivolity feel exciting to me right now. And I also, there's some seriousness with this, which is that we went through the Clacia's men, the Clacia, we went through Clacia's men last week on this pod, which was extremely fun. And I think there'll be more coming when Tasha enters. But anyway, the first group and like, you know, it is a way more diverse. And then Matt's women, they released 43 photos today. So not all 43 are going to make it on the show. It's too much even for Matt James 919. But it's a, it's a way, way more diverse group of women in terms of where they're from, what their races are. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't say the, the range of body sizes is huge, but it's a change, which is exciting. That's good. Isn't that funny? Like, well, not funny actually at all, but that is a hundred percent going to be like the last domino to fall. Like, oh my God. We will put on anyone before a fat person. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> all right. We'll come back to Matt's and women in a second. I just want to give Nema Colin its due because I received this message today from Melanie and she, she has been to Nema Colin and um, Melanie girl sounds like you had a great vacation. And this is what she said. We arrived for our stay after dark and had booked a townhouse to stay for the weekend with our friends from DC. The townhouses are in a separate area and it was pitch dark when we got there. So we park and get all loaded in the next morning. I walk out our front door to go for a run and there's a Bengal tiger laying next to my car, my car fence, tiger three feet away. We had noticed it at night that we were staying in the middle of a big cat habitat. One last thing to highlight, Nemecolon is near the Laurel Highland section of Pennsylvania. There's great cave exploration, whitewater rafting, and the like nearby. So Melanie um, noted that there's like basically a zoo on the property. Why wasn't this like one of the habitats featured in Tiger King? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, the, the Bachelor loves to jump on a trend. And here, here we are jumping on the Tiger King trend nine months later. I mean, when this comes out, it'll literally be nine so months later. are we saying later. there's absolutely going to be some sort of safari or something? It sounds like there's the dates are going to be better than I expected because this region of Pennsylvania has a lot to offer. And there is like, <laughs> it does. It sounds that way. Um, it's an hour outside Juliet's of Pittsburgh. Getting paid by the tourism board of Pennsylvania. Honestly, if only. I, I, also, I would accept a free trip to Pennsylvania. I would go anywhere for free right now. Anyway, this, she said it's like an old timey, less whacked out version of Neverland Ranch. So this Has is like, honestly like yes melanie's been she's melanie, no, my new friend. Branch. oh she hasn't but you know what amy we're gonna talk about bachelor in a second but i have been to the gates of neverland ranch after michael jackson died it's not that far from santa barbara it's like an hour and a half you made hour. A pilgrimage? i did and many many people before me had done so because there was literally shrines to oh, michael yeah. to michael jackson at like the edge of probably the property. you look back on that choice like not a great use of time. No, I feel good about it. I, I'm like happy that I saw like the Michael Jackson posthumous economy and people still love it. It's not that haunted man. by like the memories of what could have occurred there. Eh, who's to say? All right, let's move on back to the batch. So anyway, Nemo Colin, shout out to you. I was way too dismissive of it. Um, have you ever been to this portion of Pennsylvania, Amy? I haven't, but I do like your um, intrepid tipster i have a friend whose dad like competes in golf tournaments there frequently and um i too have heard from this person that it's very nice although like like you i grew up in the east coast and i have to say it's not a destination i heard about and i feel like i'd heard about other places in that region like you know canyon ranch in the berkshires or 
um, like some places in upstate New York that are similar. So I, I don't know why I've never heard about it, but it looks nice. Did you follow Kelly and Peter's journey there? I didn't. Visit? I heard they went. I try to limit my mm. Peter and Kelly media. I will say they went to an NFL game this past weekend in Florida, the great state of Florida. I don't know, but we were discussing if and when they're going to get COVID. I hope not. I obviously. literally don't understand. Like what? I, I know, know he's a pilot, so that's an exposure risk all the time, but doesn't seem like he's working that much. And so they just go wherever now. They don't care. Apparently they're moving to New York. I know, but they were in Miami, right? Yeah. I, I, and then I like guess. her mom, Barb came to Chicago. I know. A lot of back travel. and forth between LA and Chicago. I'm like, okay, guys, you're right. I mean, it's a, it's a risky vibe. I feel like they're pursuing. I just think one of the great what ifs of COVID is, is like what would have happened to like the whole, the whole Peter cluster in, in this bachelor constellation of all of him. The, and, oh, you mean if the show had gone down? No, if they, if they'd during. been able to have their regular cycle of post bachelor press and then paradise and just like what, you know, would, would Peter and Kelly be going strong if it weren't for COVID? Are they a COVID love story or are they, Uh-oh. you know, incidental? There's just, it's just a lot of, a lot of questions hmm. there. And I don't know. One thing that I'm confused by is the Bachelor franchise heavily investing in, in Hannah Ann. She has this ba- this podcast now with grocery store Joe and Tasha. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Is that a it. Bachelor and ABC sponsored podcast? Yeah, it's official. But it's, well, it's Warner Brothers. It's official Bachelor Nation. They now have two. Bachelor Happy Hour with our colleague Rachel Lindsay and uh, Becca Kufrin. And now they have Clickbait with Tasha, Joe, and Hannah Ann. I just like, I don't get it. That's a choice to have Joe as the uh, male co-host there. Yeah, it's he true. Man, is. is he charismatic? I'm not I, sure. No, but I'm I'm even honestly more confused by Hannah Ann. I don't get that. <sighs> yeah, I mean, and she's apparently going to stop in on this Clacia season, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Apparently, she was seen going into the La Quinta. So were a lot of people. And let's hypothesize on what that is. What do you think? Because they had like Sydney, Jared and Ashley. They had Hannah Ann, Sydney Latwako, by the way, not Sydney Hightower. Um, just like a lot of alums showing up. And first of all, some of like Sydney and Hannah Ann were still under contract in some way. Sydney for the tour, Hannah Ann from Peter's season. Like, why do you think these people are showing up? And then obviously JoJo hosted a few episodes. Um, it seems likely to me that because of the restrictions on activities that they literally need to like, they're like throwing stuff at the wall and they're like, let's bring in people to spice it up. And maybe those are the people, even though that, and also the lack of bachelor in paradise, maybe it was just like, they knew all those people were thirsty and ready to do it. I don't know. As a, for me, that doesn't do a lot. That doesn't add very much to me. Agreed. 100%. And in re- at the time, I wasn't feeling it so intensely. I wasn't like lusting for paradise this summer. But like in retrospect, I'm just like, God, we really missed out on a whole like crucial piece of this puzzle. But like Sydney coming in to talk to, you know, Claire or Tasha doesn't like fill that, no. that gaping hole in our hearts. C- certainly does not. It certainly, no. certainly does not. But, you know, what, I, it, we'll, we'll see what happens. Anyway, I'm, I'm just excited. It's pretty unprecedented to have Matt's season filming while Claire and Tasha's season is airing. If you're reality, Steve, where are you putting your energy? I know he's already allegedly spoiled a lot. I just want to say more than ever, I'm avoiding spoilers. I just want to enjoy the magic of television along with everybody else. So I'm like more afraid of spoilers than ever. And so if you're... That's so interesting. I I don't look up 
Yeah, I feel like people, this I'm sure happens to you, like people tweet them at me to like yeah. try to F with me, which is annoying. But and like, DM, they DM me a lot too, which I, you yeah. know, in the case of Melanie. Or comment this, in your Instagram, like. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the case of Melanie with this Nemecolon hot info, I'm very grateful, but please don't send me spoilers. I just want to be a happy viewer like everybody else. I mean, I feel like with Claire's ending, I mean, I don't know how it goes down, but like, obviously the person she is with seems to be very obvious. And that's so out there that it's like, okay, I've accepted that. I, yeah. With what happens with Tasha, and certainly which, what happens with Matt, because that's a clean slate. Like I definitely don't want to know. And it's interesting, like the public. So one of my roommates is not a bachelor person at all. And I was like, the bachelorette starting next week. And she's like, wait, <laughs> isn't it the bachelor? And she was like, she thought because Matt, James got a lot of publicity um, on the talk shows and stuff that that was what was coming up. And it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think people really know what's going on with the franchise at this moment. I'm also curious to see how Tuesday is affected, but wait, we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. But if I'm reality, Steve, I think I'm going all in on spoiling Matt James 919. There's, I think a lot out about Clacia, but like, you know, right. there's a lot, a lot out about Claire's portion. People spoke about it pretty candidly when the news broke. So if I'm Steve, I'm just turning my attention towards the batch. I think America is going to fall in love with Matt James 919. Where do you stand uh, on him? I'm down. I, although I don't think anyone can be as down as you since you have <laughs> st- seemed to stand for him since the days of Tyler Cameron. By the way, can we do a quick Tyler check-in with you? Um, Absolutely. How do you feel his progression into the spotlight is going now that he's not really with Hannah? Gigi's had a baby. He's done some weird Quibi shows. Like, what is his future, would you say? I haven't watched his Quibi show, to be honest. However, I did have dinner with Tyler and his Quibi co-host, which I don't mean to share the flex. It's just you asked. And she was awesome. Her name is Delia Kenza. I follow her on Instagram for cool design stuff. And she was seriously awesome. Like, just like a really cool, cool person. So I'm into that. It seemed like they had a very nice friendship. Um, I didn't know who the Sway Boys were. Were you familiar with them? I still don't know who the okay. Sway Boys are. I, ba- I barely know as well, but they're um, TikTok stars. Oh, is that who he's on Instagram with? Yes. And so he like went, he went to LA last week for like a, a press tour. I have to say, I think he's like getting kind of good advice. Um, I know he signed with WME and I... What was the I, press tour for? For just Tyler Industries. He launched a YouTube channel and... He did like, I think, fitness TikTok. I don't know because I'm not on TikTok. But he did fitness TikTok with the Sway Boys, who I heard have a huge following and are like well-known. I think him and Hannah did a video together that is like for their respective YouTube channels. Like he's just moving into being an influencer. And I don't know. Like if Matt James ends up being this like super debonair, like hot bachelor that a lot of women lust after and it ends up helping his business, uh, after the fact, like, does he come out on top and Tyler's kind of like a weird, hot, thirsty influencer? Interesting. Well, Matt's already in the influencing game. He's a Lululemon brand ambassador. So <laughs> he is. <laughs> he was last summer. He was, but he's just like, I don't know. He just seems great. Like, I remember when we first learned about Matt James 919, we were like, who is this amazing, handsome, tall man? who's also started a charity for kids in his spare time while also having a day job and working in real estate. So like, he's just, he seems great. I just hope that, um, this is going to sound really cheesy, but I hope the fame doesn't change him too much. I'm just like, keep Matt who Matt is. Not that well, I know. That's a legitimate I don't know him. concern. Like 
all right, baseline, he's already like a super hot dude who is used to getting attention on social media, like because of his proximity to famous people, right? And now that's only going to increase exponentially. So the douche inside him, I'm sure, is like ready to come out. (laughs) I don't know. Does he strike you as someone who's like, ready to pick a lady and like marry her no i know me either we discussed this last week and i said there was a zero percent chance he ends up with whoever he picks at least maybe they all like rekindle in a few years that could always happen but like there's no marriage in the next two years for matt james 919 in my opinion unless it's with juliet (laughs) no no, i don't think so i think he's too too young for me among other things um but i uh i think with tyler he's just trying to be an influencer, but like, you know, he has 2 million followers on Instagram. What else would, what else is there to do in this COVID time? I mean, also, you know, a lot of the stuff that he was going to do entertainment related, I'm sure was hiatus as a result. Um, and you know, I think it's also important to remember his mom passed away in February. So like, he's still oh, like, yeah. That's gr- grieving. Yeah. So, you know, let Tyler cook as they say in the NFL, let Russ cook. And yeah, I don't know. I just like, Tyler and Ben Higgins. I'll never say a bad word. Those are very different men. I know. know. (laughs) But anyway, back to this paradigm of Klaisha and Matt happening at the same time. Yep. I think for the economy, like if I'm, if I'm reality, Steve, or I'm one of these bachelor Instagrams, um, I'm going all in on spoiling Matt James and like some commentary on Klaisha, but I just feel like so much is out about Klaisha and like also, just personally, like, let's let Tasha have a great season and, like, let's be a part of moving this franchise forward with diversity and, like, let's instead fo- focus on Matt James, who, of course, is the first Black Bachelor, but I just feel like, not to say, like, that is not, like, a, a something, not to say we shouldn't support him as well, but I just feel like it's sort of um, this Bachelorette, I feel like we've been living with it for a long time because it was, like, kind of happening yeah. in real time. Also, on the reality Steve tip, like, he was really, I think, behind on the Claire news like he didn't bring mm-hmm. that right no, and I don't think so no and so I think just knowing his uh vibe that he's gonna feel like he he didn't since he didn't completely own it he probably wants to own Matt James's spoilers in a different way you know what I mean yeah like, I don't think he spoiled Matt either I don't think anyone really knew about that except for true right, bachelor insiders progression of the season or whatever yeah yeah, it's interesting. I, it's like Bachelor saturation. And then it's on Tuesdays, which um, just different, you know? I also, like, what are they going to do on the election night? They certainly can't have an episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. This is honestly going to be a weird time to watch The Bachelor for me because, like, I love watching it with other people. That's part of the enjoyment of the show for me. Yeah. And so, especially on the premiere and the finale. And so just to be sitting here by myself. I'm like, we're trying to figure something out on zoom or I don't Mm -hmm. know, but it's going to be really different. I think. And like, I'm like, am I just on Twitter the whole time? I don't know. How do you watch it? How Um, have you been watching it? Because you have early apps, right? Yeah. I I watch alone and I watch two times and usually, you know, the, the gang of Springer bachelor fans kind of chat about it. I don't know. It's, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a big, um, solo TV watcher. Also, I'm like an insomniac. So I watch TV at really weird hours. Like I'll be like, okay, it's three 45. Got some time. I'll watch some below deck now. So, you know, just sort of whenever, whenever it happens really. But yeah, I think, it, I think it will be weird. I think that people, I think it's going to be popular. I think people will like 
care more because um, it's some um, a distraction. And I think actually being on Tuesdays is good. I think being on the same cycle as Dancing with the Stars and Monday Night Football is actually good for The Bachelorette. Kind of like is a lot of activity on the ABC networks, and I yeah. think it's good for it. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. Um, yeah, I'm just like, I, I'm genuinely excited. And then with these pictures of Matt's women, 43 of them, they're not all going to make it. Definitely a more diverse group. And it's, it is like just kind of amazing that they release these photos now, especially when they haven't finalized the cast. Uh, I think that's a real testament just to how much the interest in the show has grown. And you would think it would be hard, harder to spoil some of this stuff from Pennsylvania than like anywhere in California. Like, you know, Palm Springs. Mm-hmm easy for paparazzi to get there. I just feel like the, the Pennsylvania stuff will be a lot harder. Although now that I know there's um, a big cat sanctuary there, perhaps I'll have to go and do my own spoiling. I keep threatening to go to Nemecolon, by the way, because like, I'm, I'm surprised I'm, that you haven't asked <laughs> to do a set visit. Like what's wrong with you? Well, I don't want to have to quarantine to go to on a Matt James 919 set visit. They would make what you quarantine. You to do? Podcast live from, from Nemecolon. I, I did follow Kelly and Peter's journey because that's where I'm at in quarantine. And they did look like they had some legit activities. They had a zip line. Yeah, it looks fun. Zip lines are fun. Everything else in a ropes course, not fun. Um, yeah, true. But <laughs> um, I, I, I looked up if you could stay there currently. The answer is no. <laughs> it's that like book, it's booked out or whatever. Um, did you see... This is spoilery. It's okay. Do you want to? Do you want to know it? Is it one of Matt James's women, Madison? Yes. Yes. Let's talk about that. Yes. I want to oh, discuss okay, it. So this is something that Steve did break today, which I actually am interested in. This came across my my TL. Amy, why don't you tell us you're about to break the news? No, I'm going to read it from Reality Steve's tweet. Please do. <laughs> he said some tea for you already. Apparently, Madison Nelson was dating Matt last summer when Tyler was seeing Gigi went to one of the fashion shows with him. Here they are together, heard they were together for at least a couple of months. So, Interesting. I hope they acknowledge this. Now they have to, honestly. Well, they, they, right? Like, yeah. I, I am assuming she's a plan for that reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. They must have had a bad breakup. I wonder, I, I have heard that a lot of people reached out wanting to be on the season after they heard it was Matt James 919. Like, I think that fans of the show who were aware of him from Tyler's Instagram were like really excited. And I, I think that like the interest in being on Matt season was like much greater than in recent uh, seasons. And so I, I mean, obviously like he's like just on the, on a piece of paper, so much more appealing than Peter or Colton. Um, right. Have but we so, looked at the, uh, like, do these women seem like eligible, you know, ladies to you? Like what's the job I ha- situation? I what haven't dug in. Here's my okay. rule. Here's my rule. Judgment begins with three sentences and three bullet points. And if it's just a photo, I'm not going to go there. You know? Um, yeah, right. But some like um, Steve does have some of their occupations. I know, but I just don't. I just I'm trying to not get in the mix. I was interested in the Madison info because I feel like that's good background. That's like publicly available info. But I just um, I do like their Matt James 919 even cares what they do. Yeah. I think he's a good if guy. They're, if they're an influencer, he's probably like down, right? Sure. Like compatible influencer lifestyles. Claire and Tasha's men have great careers. So maybe these women will as well. Seriously, there's like a lot of scientists in the mix for Claisha. Um, but yeah, they seem they all seem fine. I don't know, there's also 43 of them. I'm not researching 43 women. At least <laughs> why, 30- so why do they release 43 now instead of like the 30 or 25 or 
at least 13 of these. I'm, I could leave it. I'm not getting invested. They do that because I think they want you. I honestly think it's reality Steve protection. I think they're trying to like own the narrative. And so they're just like, here are the people. You can research them if you want. It also helps them find out negatives like with a lease situation. And it allows them to get ahead of it. And then the reason they do all of them, I think, is like they just don't know until night one who's actually going to be on the show as far as I understand it. Right. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Can we switch gears to a less happy topic? We'll come back around to to the coming events, but I, I want to talk about Colton. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you today, Amy, is that I haven't delved too far into this Colton situation, but I just thought we would talk about it today because they were back in, in court for addressing the restraining order that Cassie got. And basically they had a hearing today for um, this case and the restraining order was extended, but there was no other action because according to both lawyers, Colt and Cassie are trying to amicably resolve this. She also filed a police report saying he put a, tr- a location tracker on her car, which I don't think is not new information. I think that's, that's like a formality, I think. Yeah, um, that could have been a formality for sure. I'm pretty like, sure. Had it documented, yeah. Yes. And I'm just kind of curious, like, you know, you've written a book about The Bachelor. You have covered the show for a while. And, you know, you you covered um, what happened in Paradise with Corinne uh, a few years ago. And so you're familiar with kind of like the these dicier, more fraught topics. And I'm curious, like, what do you think is the approach to to reporting on them? And when you do your work, like... What is the story that you usually are pursuing? If we're talking about Colton and Cassie's situation, like specifically? Yeah. Like what is like, I think that, you know, a lot of other pods have talked about it more in depth and mm-hmm. I haven't, cause I haven't really felt like there's anything to say. I mean, I just hope that she's right. Well do, is your question, do you help. fundamentally think it's newsworthy? Yeah. I mean, so I look back and I actually didn't write the sort of, quick hit post for the paper when this first came out like three weeks ago, um, which was just based uh, an article based off of the restraining order that was filed because that was all that was publicly available at the time. 
And so like basically what you would do in that situation, if you, let's say TMZ says, you know, this has come out because TMZ notoriously has reporters like stationed at the courthouse ready to get those documents when they're filed or they just get tipped from lawyers or whoever. So you, you see an alert and you're like, okay, well, I need to obtain those documents for myself. And then sometimes, as you were just saying, like only some of them are available. Like police reports often are not available um, until further down the line if they're like included in a lawsuit or if you like, you know, file a public records request. So in this case, like if you just had the restraining order and you reached out to the lawyer um, for Cassie and said like, hey, can you talk to me on background and tell me what's up or even on the record? Or can you give me, um, can you send me the police report? Like sometimes like the actual lawyer will do that if they think it's advantageous to their client. Like uh-huh. let's say made cold them up really bad and Cassie's lawyer was like, here you go. Like clearly someone leaked it, leaked the, uh, oh no, 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 sorry. The, the initial details were based on the report. Right? Yeah, Not, they're, yeah, they're based right. on, the, on the tiara. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as like the question of newsworthiness goes, like to me, Colton and Cassie are no longer a part of the Bachelor franchise in terms of like, like, yes, they both are, uh, sorry, Cassie made an appearance on yes. the greatest season thing, Yeah, right? she did. Yes. And that became like ammo kind of. Right. And was Colton's season a part of it? It was. Um, okay. I didn't watch all of those because they were so incredibly boring. I agree. That's why I'm asking you because I didn't watch it. It was. Yes, it was. I mean, it is one of the greatest seasons ever. The it's and that's that's the thing, is like the fence jump is probably one of the best season one of the best moments ever in The Bachelor, right? So that's this is like getting to a huger question. So let's say, okay, going back to the newsworthiness question, like if Colton and Cassie are no longer um being paid by the Bachelor franchise, which they're not, um and generally, let's say, not appearing on it anymore, then, like, how does this reflect on the franchise as, like, a business entity outside of, like, just their personal dealings, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so I guess you could make the argument, this is the type of person, the Bachelor franchise, cast, or whatever, like, and this is what the process of the show can do to you. But it doesn't, that doesn't seem like a clear link here. And if we're going to apply, like, that logic, look at like Mike Fleiss's allegations. Like yeah. the man who created this entire franchise has been credibly accused of domestic abuse. And later his wife recanted it as part of like basically a financial settlement is what it appeared to be. So if we can like step back and remove ourselves from thinking that the person who made it has been accused of something really bad, then can you watch Colton's fence jump moment in a greatest pits compilation and yeah. not think, you know, is he a stalker? Like, I don't know where all the moral lines are, wrong, I guess. I know it's, it's tricky. It's really tricky. I think that also came up. Um, Rachel and I discussed that quite a bit when the bachelor diversity campaign began and over the summer when the black lives matter movement was, you know, the protests were happening. It was really um, moving so swiftly where it was just sort of like a real question of, how do you keep like watching the show and participating in it when you're like, when you believe in the black lives matter movement and it, it's like sometimes feels so silly. Cause it's just like, this is the bachelor, but it's a really popular show on a really major network in this country. And these people do become bona fide celebrities. I mean, I've been talking about like, you know, a, f- a few of these leads for 
years yeah. and like people people care about them so i guess like but i think like that i don't just, think it's silly at all like this stuff shapes the culture which shapes like the mm-hmm. way you look at people and like how they're attract considered attractive or desirable like i wouldn't have written a whole book about it if i thought it was just like some frivolous <laughs> bullshit you know like yeah but and also you know you devote a lot of time and energy thinking like critically about it and i'm sure you would say the same like you don't think it's it, it has a big impact even though people it don't does. want it to on, it's true it's yeah. very, it's very, it's very popular. That's definitely true. Yeah, it does. It does have a big, big impact. And I think that like, um, it also just gets back to like questions of celebrity and sort of, sort of like, like why do we still care about Colton to begin with? Just sort of, mm-hmm. I, I think if he was harassing Cassie, um, that's wrong. And it sounds like could also be illegal and endangering. And I really wish her the best. And I also hope he gets help if he needs it. But it's also just sort of like, why do we still care about him? And I, I really, I wanted at one point I wanted to interview him. I was just kind of curious. And so I signed up for his community text number. Do you know about community where it's like, yeah, yes. I, I had never experienced it before. Luckily I used my alternate phone number to sign up for it. Cause I was like, am I getting spammed? And uh-huh. I kind of was, I have like a Google voice number as well. And you know, he just like, he Colton's on it actually like a pretty different path than a lot of people who go on the show. Part of that is because the show is mad at him because he talked to this American life and he's aired a lot right. out, but he's on a different path. He wrote a book. His move to LA has not looked like a lot of the other people who moved to LA and kind of participate in like group events or sponsorships. He's kind of doing something different. And so just sort of like, I'm just sort of like, why, do, why do we care? And even like someone like Ben Higgins, who I like praise constantly, like he did a second show, him and Lauren did a freeform show. Like he tried to stay famous in a way and Colton's on just a different trajectory now it's very different and so i think i've I've just been like thinking a lot about like why do we still care about this person and like is there a reason to be discussing him and i'm just curious like if you think there is a reason to be discussing him well yeah i think going back to like what we were saying initially and i'm trying to think of like what would raise the bar to the point where like we would want to write it about this right and Mm -hmm. like you could say oh just because the documents were filed you can write about it it's public domain why not sure like maybe you can say that the sort of bare bones of what happened, but to like really delve into it. I agree. There needs to be like a higher level of like thought that goes into it. And for me, like that would be, does this reflect on like the franchise, which is a huge business entity that two studios are involved with that like millions of people watch. Um, Or does the relationship that starts on the bachelor breed some sort of like, behavioral problems yeah. I have no idea if that's true but I mean a, a theory you could maybe posit so um or if like yeah if Colton's Colton had a book out you know or like he had some other sort of relevant thing that you were discussing or if Cassie I don't know so like say Cassie came to you and was like because like this is something reality Steve would 100% do right like mm-hmm. Cassie comes to him is like I want to give you I want to sit down and really tell my truth of what has happened with Colton and uh, let's do a 60 minute interview. Like he's going to do that. Right. Sure. Would sure. you do that with Cassie? Yeah. It's a good question. And no judgment either way. Like, yeah, I, mean, I think, I, yeah. I think I would, I think it'd be hard to talk to her for 60 minutes. I don't know what we would talk about that whole time, but yeah, I mean, I don't know why not. I think one thing that's interesting about her, is she seems like pretty normal. She seems like a, a young person who went on a show to like, see what it was like and is now kind of returning to being quasi private. Like she's in school. She's also not really 
pursuing the same path. I mean, I know she, I know they were both doing like tons of Instagram sponsorships. I bet they spawns. Um, but you know, she also like took a break from them when she took her Instagram break. Like, it seems like just sort of fame is not her end goal. What about for Colton? Like now, given what has happened, I reached out to him, but I I honestly, like, I I don't really want to hear from him. Like, I'm just sort of like, okay, I hope he gets help. And I hope he stays away from Cassie, like follow that restraining order. But no, like, I don't really think that there's like a ton to talk to him about, partially because he said a lot. He wrote a book. He went on Reality Steve. He went on This American Life. I mean, I don't think you're going to get more interesting information than what he said on This American Life. Maybe that's like the opposite of like the journalistic instinct. But he revealed a lot there about the process and like what he was thinking. And I'm really only interested in him as it relates to what went down in Portugal, right? And he's talked a lot about that. Yeah. I interviewed him for his book, which was when he had coronavirus. Um, hmm. And that was prior to, you know, all these allegations between him and Cassie. And honestly, at the time, I thought it was refreshing. Like, I thought he was like pretty honest about his experience. To be fair, he does have a chip on his shoulder um, sure. about his experience. And so, as I'm sure you've talked about with like Nick and some other people from the franchise, like there's definitely a contingent of Bachelor Nation who feels like no matter what, like if you have a small grievance because you can blame it on editing, that that's sort of an unfair like thing to be able to lob. Like if you, you can always say blame it on editing and there's no way to prove it or whatever yeah. is. Um, but, you know, I thought he raised some like interesting points about the way they withheld the stuff that he talked about on This American Life pretty much. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, which was, do you want to like recap that? It was pretty much that sure. they sort of withheld Cassie at like vital moments, right? Yes. They kind of separated them to like raise attention. And he also, I think the other major thing is that this is a few people have mentioned this since, but basically the lead does a ranking of the women he's interested in. And so he lied on his ranking trying to game it because he realized that they were kind of withholding Cassie from him. So he kept saying that Hannah G was his number one. And so the right. production thought he was going to choose Hannah G. It's funny to going back to calling her Hannah G because I feel like we've moved on from that anyway. Um, and so he would say that Hannah was her num- was number one. So production really thought they were going to choose. He was going to choose her, but he was only doing that to get more time with Cassie because he thought if she wasn't interested, they would put her in like different situations after he realized when earlier in the season when he was prioritizing her, he wasn't getting to see her. So he also just talked about how he ran away without his wallet and like how he really did lie in a ditch. Some of that was out. Right. Hearing, hearing him tell it yeah. was compelling and different. How his plan was like to literally go to the consulate or something. Yeah. yeah. He was just like going to make his way. It's like he had watched Carmen San Diego or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so all that stuff was interesting. And I think, you know, he was one of the first like, quote unquote, famous people to have coronavirus at the time. I felt like, Oh, That's he was an interesting true. person to talk to. But now I don't think it would be ethical to necessarily give him a platform, certainly without giving Cassie the same opportunity. Yeah. But even so, it's like, why? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think at this point, I agree with you. Like you want to hear from both of them. I'm just also not that interested in him. Like, I just think, okay, like he can move on. I've always thought there was something that he was like withholding or I always thought he was trying to like play a certain role, which a Mm -hmm. lot of these people are right. Like he's not the only one, but with him, it just felt like it came through a little bit in a different way that I was just sort of like, not really interested in being a part of his media tour. Um, 
That's why I was so surprised when he like was quote unquote, like being more revealing after the fact, because he seemed so scripted. I guess we hadn't seen the likes of Peter yet. That's the other, have you, you said you sort of haven't been intricately following Kelly and Peter, but have you seen like some allusions they Kelly and Peter have made both to like on their Instagram to how producers told Peter that Kelly wasn't interested in him or yes. something. Yes. And so they're both being like now being like, that's why we weren't together and like show sort of again, so similar to, to what Colton is saying. And I'm like, to Nick's point, does this just serve them after the fact to say that? Or do you think that they sort of wake up quote unquote after, you know, <laughs> I think that there's been this feeling among leads, particularly from kind of an earlier era. There's sort of like three eras, right? There's kind of like pre-Mesnick, then there's kind of like Mesnick up through Nick, and then there's sort of like people since, and Ari came Mm -hmm. after Nick, right? Yes. So Ari going forward. And I think since Ari's season, and in many ways, production screwed over Ari, I think. I mean, he screwed over Becca to begin with, but then he just got... I mean, that was just crazy that breakup i'll never forget it that was like an absolutely riveting television experience how um, do you think he was screwed over by the fact that they showed it like that kind of and then he kind of like had to have this happy ending with lauren but i mean and i only think that in retrospect at the time i was like oh my god he's horrible and poor becca and like how could he do that but i just think that there used to be this feeling for the leads that they all had to cooperate with the show completely otherwise mm-hmm. there'd be like really significant blowback and whatnot and obviously colton didn't care because he talked to this American life, but I think before he was allowed to, I think he was still in contract. He did it anyway. Um, And I think that there's a new feeling among some of these, uh, not only the leads, but the contestants that like, they don't like need the show as much. And I think that is true. I mean, there's there's also like, what is the repercussion? Like they got mad at Colton, right? But did they, they didn't, financially do anything to him. Something. Yeah. They didn't sue him. Some, they could sue you, but some, they did not. Some think he, uh, they embarrass him by airing the conversation in paradise where the women were talking about how he was a bad kisser. Um, the real repercussion is not being on the shows going forward, like not being on right, paradise. That's the ultimate thing. That's what we're saying. And it's like, yeah. if you already are starting to feel burned, then it's like, right. I, you've already given me the followers and the platform. So what do I need that for? And that's really, I think the division of where a lot of people in bachelor nation, like feel differently. Like, do they want to host the Warner brothers sponsored podcast? Do they want to, you know, if you do want to be Nick or Ben and Ashley and get to have like guests from the seasons on right away, or do yeah. you not care? <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that like, you know, and so I, I, I think that for the leads who feel like used or I think burned, as you said, is just a really good way of putting it. They're just sort of like, okay, fuck it. So th- it is what it is. And I think Peter and Kelly feel that way. I mean, if you're Peter, I mean, what an absolute, Shit show. That's all I you mean, have left to blame, honestly, at this point. Like, horrible. And it's just like kind of yeah. hard. It's kind of hard to like in, in our position to assign culpability and blame. Like, I don't know. I only know what people tell us. We're not there. Haven't been through the experience. I think that's one thing that like some of the really talented broadcasters after the show who've built up followings and like Ashley, Ben, Rachel, Nick, Ashley Spivey, Olivia Caridi, like they have mm-hmm. all, I think, done a really good job using their insight to create like a podcast that actually like is different than a lot of the other ones. And like, are you know, I, I think Olivia is someone who also like really got burned by the show. Like someone must've hated her cause she's such a bad edit on bed season. I'll never forget when they just like left her on the Island and it was like a cold right. day. 
but she's like, you know, she has like a, a great career and, and her podcast, I think is actually good. Um, and so I just think that like, there's a bunch of people who kind of like have used that insight to create an economy that is, that works, but I don't, I don't know, but like not everyone can do that. Like, I think that like, you know, some people are more talented at this one thing than others it just happens to seem like a natural thing to do. But like, that's why I'm like so skeptical of clickbait. I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, this is just not going to be a good show, but I don't know. It's just, I, I just kind of like had avoided the cult and the whole situation and just seemed like it was kind of time to talk about it. And then we won't talk about it anymore. Cause we'll have two seasons to be tracking one in real time and one as it airs on TV. So just kind of, it's just kind of interesting. I guess also I'm just curious, like, as just as a fan, aside from being a reporter, like, were you interested in this story or are you just kind of like following it idly? Um, I mean, yes, I, I was interested in the fact that like a bachelor lead has pretty serious allegations against him of like harassment and potentially stalking. I think that's interesting. I wasn't like digesting yeah, like every single, yeah. honestly, until I knew we were talking about this. I was like, I'm going to go back and read all the like intricacies of this um I don't think it's yeah it's just it does feel like one of the stories where it's a and, and I think they've said as much in some of the filings like is this a private matter or is this a public matter yeah I, I don't know it didn't happen during the filming um like we were talking about with Corinne and Demario and like well you know Colton and Cassie weren't in court today but they were allowing press to be at the courthouse I think even maybe in the room in the um courtroom which I just find bizarre and kind of gets to this question of like, is it public or is it private? But I guess if they're not there, it's not as big of a deal because it would all be on the record anyway. But um, I don't know. I was just really surprised by that. And I think that kind of sucks. But then, but you know, if they're That's not there, the change judge, it. Yeah. yeah. Just sort of yeah. kind of crazy. It's also, I think, um, you know, if they hadn't been living in LA, like what kind of attention would this get? And, you know, she's in Huntington Beach, but he lives in LA. I think she also has an apartment there. Huntington Beach is for all intents and purposes LA anyway. Um, do you think that this taints him? Taints him? Like, yes. I do. Like for whatever he is trying to do next, which none of us, I guess, really know. Yes, I do. Um, yeah. It's hard. I think, you know, his, his persona, he, and he came in aside from being a virgin was like being like a good guy, like raising money for charity and sort of like in, involved in charitable endeavors and like just trying to find himself. And now just sort of like hard to buy into that narrative. But yeah, like uh, genuinely, I hope she remains safe and I hope that he gets help if he needs it. And that's just sort of like how I felt the whole time. But I have you followed the whole like your your boy Ben? Um, uh, he, I guess, on his podcast said both that sides love it. can make you do crazy things. Yeah. Um, about Colton's behavior and got a lot of flack for that. Do you think that was deserved? Yeah, I do. I think Ben tries to be like, I think Ben is like reflexively positive. Like I think outwardly he's like his reflex is to spin things positive and like optimistic almost as a way to like encourage himself. And I think that was just something he misspoke and that was a misfire. He walked it back and he apologized. There's really no upside in commenting on some of this stuff right away. But I think like mm-hmm. people expect Ben nationally to comment on it. It's just that sort of like the digital news economy where you're supposed to like in like Twitter, you know, like you're supposed to respond immediately and, do an emergency podcast or something, but like this doesn't. But that's to your point. Like I remember, I think they were sort of discussing. Like I think Ben said something along the lines of, you know, this isn't fun stuff to talk about, but we cover the Bachelor. We we discuss the Bachelor world, and so it's sort of like in our purview. And it's like maybe it is. Maybe this is a good example of, you know, 
and, and like exactly what you're talking about. Like, do you need to talk about the intricacies of every single thing that happened? Like, there's plenty of things that have gone down that I don't think have gotten enough attention and that we just move past in Bachelor Nation and others get, a, you know, fixated on. So I know it's interesting. I also think there's a real divide between what the general public cares about and like what is a really, really big deal in like the niche communities of on Facebook and Reddit and whatnot. And even Facebook and Reddit are really different. But I think, I think in general, like people care more about the kind of like broad stuff. And I think that if TMZ hadn't broken this story, no one would have really cared. I think that, I think it became a lot bigger because TMZ broke it. I think if it was just something that happened that like got posted to Reddit and then got picked up in the bachelor world in general, it wouldn't have been a big deal, but that's, this is what TMZ does. And you know, Colton, which is not to say that like, no one cares if this happened to Cassie. That's not at all what it is. It's no, not like, I bet she, Agreed. I mean, who knows what her desire was, but as far as we know, like she could have wanted this to remain yeah. out of the headlines. It's like probably very personal and difficult for her. So yeah, absolutely. I think the fact that they're yeah. trying to resolve it amicably and there seems to be like some kind of conversation suggests that they're just trying to take care of it. And, and, you know, I think ultimately we just wish them the best, but I appreciate you talking this out with me, Amy. I feel like just sort of hard to know what the lines are with some of this stuff. It is hard to know. Yeah. And, and I think we do a lot of it like unconsciously, right? Like yeah. you click on it just because like, Oh, we've seen the name Colton a zillion times. And so of course you're going to click on anything you see about him that you're like, is this something that I need to know? I guess that's yeah. what you're asking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I guess we'll see how it unfolds. Like I said, Cassie, be safe. And Colton, I hope you get help if you need it. But, uh, you know, this news is going to be eclipsed by these dueling narratives that's coming up. I'm pretty, I, I, I'm genuinely excited. I think it's going to okay, be Okay, here's one question I have for you about the Kalisha season. Okay. So clearly there's been, uh, this is happening in the midst of the franchise reckoning with how they have handled diversity. And... Claire was already cast before that, right? Mm-hmm. But because Tasha's arrival on this season is like this sort of twist, I guess, right? Or the surprise, they can't like promote her in yeah. the ads. So it's all been Claire is what we've seen. And I'm sure they'd be like, well, if that's the, you know, well, that's our selling point. Like that's the twist. We, we're going to hold it until we have to. But like, yeah, well, they haven't even she's acknowledged. She's not going to get her due then? I think it's been a concern since the beginning. I think that they'll they'll do right by her. I'm hoping they will. I'm 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 cautiously optimistic, but I think that one of the reasons they're like clutching onto this moment is to is to make it a big deal and is to like do a big reveal and have Tasha do a GMA hit and rewind night one. I think that they're gonna like Chris Harrison's been so vocal about like wanting Claire to have her moment and and whatnot. And I think they'll do that for Tasha too. So I'm I'm hopeful about that, but I guess we'll see. Who knows? So you think they secretly filmed like all of those, like her holding a dozen roses in a sparkly yes. dress spots yes. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's an easy time to do a secret photo shoot. Hollywood's like not very crowded yeah. as far as I've heard. What's not? Hollywood. Oh, yeah. So you just, you know, you roll up to a studio, you just do a shoot, socially distanced. But yeah, I, I think Tasha will get her own like publicity rollout when it's her time. So we'll see. And like everyone's been very open that Claire's on it for like a short period of time. Most of the season is Tasha. So I'm excited for her. I can't wait. And these guys, they seem good. 
I hope so. I don't like knowing that Claire's thing is going to be chunky. It bothers me. Well, do you know who she picks? I do know that. Yes. I'll just listen to her. I know many people do. Right. That one I felt was unavoidable. And mm-hmm. that's another comfort. Like that also plays into what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. Amy, it was delightful talking with you. Thanks for everyone for listening as we talk through our feelings about the Colton situation and more importantly, our excitement about Nemecolon. Um, thank <laughs> if you. you don't have an episode live from Nemecolon by the end of the season, like you've not done us proud as the Bachelor Nation representative. Amy, I've tried already. I've tried to book a hotel stay there. <laughs> but just ask your boy, like ask uh, Rob Will. Like, come on, no. you gotta hook up. I, I don't. I won't be invited. It's okay. I just wish. I wish them the best, Matt James and I. And I hope you're having a great time. I'll be back on Thursday with Charlene Joint. Very, very excited. <gasps> I I know. I was like, who should we talk to from Juan Pablo season? Who was there with Claire at the beginning? And I can't wait. It's going to be Charlene. So that's Thursday. And then next Tuesday, it's the big night. Barring a game seven, by the way, in the NBA finals. If there's a game seven, then we're in trouble. Um, I'm sorry, what? You would abstain from the premiere? No. If there's a game seven, it's on ABC. And there's not going to be the bachelorette. Thank you, ringer expert. I don't even freaking know that. (laughs) So for that reason, go Lakers. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back on Thursday. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.